welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country and joined by Matt Miller again, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV for Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. One hell of a show today. The, the great thing about doing these podcasts and these live shows and the call-in app is you have time to react to things that are going on. Planning the show earlier today, not a whole lot happening. Thought we would just talk some Senior Bowl recap. I had a little Tell the Truth Tuesday. Had Caleb Williams transferring to USC officially. But then... We had a giant news story drop right in our laps as Brian Flores sues the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos, all three. And this all comes after a report or a text message even from Bill Belichick uh, congratulating him on the hire. When he got it mixed up, he thought he was texting Brian Dable and he was texting Brian Flores, the Giants had already decided to hire Brian Dable and then still brought in Brian Flores for an interview. And I think this is something that everybody knew was already going on, that this was something that happens in the NFL. Now there's actually a lawsuit tied to it. And I, I, I can't believe it's taken this long for this to happen, but I'm, I'm actually happy that it finally did. Yeah. Thanks again for having me guys. I think the way that I look at this, my, my kind of my first impression today after <clears throat> being a senior bowl practices, and kind of digesting what was happening was to look at it and say, like, number one, the I, I think the the courage this takes for Brian Flores to understand, like, we can look at the NFL that has blackballed Colin Kaepernick. We look at an NFL where there's currently one black head coach in the entire NFL and say, by doing this, he, he might be, you know, signing his basically career away as an NFL head coach. Um, I think that takes a lot of courage to do that for Brian Flores, but also like because the, the situation is this bad that this is what it comes to is that you have to sue the NFL, to sue three NFL teams, and that he has receipts. He has proof of this. And I know, Mello, you touched on that, but I, I feel badly for Brian Flores, who I think is a really, really good coach. Uh, also, I think Bill Belichick uh, probably did it on purpose. And I mean, it makes a little bit of sense because Bill Belichick is always known as the guy who like is very tentative, like, doesn't make the, the wrong mistake, doesn't do the wrong thing. And I know it's just like a simple text message to a guy named Brian who used to coach with you. It's like, well, mess that up. But at the same time, you look at it with Brian Flores, and it's uh, this kind of stinks because there was a lot of questions, you know, with Miami even firing him and deciding to move on from Flores and the success that they'd had there. And then you start hearing rumors like, oh, he's kind of tough to deal with, work with, you know, wasn't really wanting to do things in the interest of the organization just themselves. And now you see everything on this story in uh, his sue is like he's actually not that much in the wrong like it's more it's more understanding of like his side of things i guess yeah and i i do think that brian flores is really risking a lot here i know that right before we started the show i even saw that uh colin kaepernick's name was trending on twitter and i think a lot of people are probably connecting some dots here of you know colin kaepernick called out the nfl and yep. then it, he's not in the NFL for a lot of different reasons. And with Brian Flores, I, I think he's right. I mean, we've talked about Eric Bieniemy like, exhausted his name, and he is still yet to become a head coach. I, what were we talking about on the way back to our Airbnb? There have been like 70 opportunities for yes. him to be a head coach, and the other not as qualified coaches have been hired. And I understand his team's about to be in the Super Bowl, but Zach Taylor was not disqualified. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury was fired at Texas Tech. Right, at your alma mater where you're a legend. The only thing that can shut down Patrick Mahomes, Cliff Kingsbury, and was fired. the second half of playoff games. And the Bengals. But, <laughs> but whatever. I, I still like, I, I mean, yeah, 70 opportunities. And it's not even just Eric Bieniemy. It's, it's so many guys. David Coley, the Texans hiring you and saying, oh, here's only a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, you know, you guys know, uh, I think a lot of your listeners know, I work in sports media where you do not discuss how much money you make. It is, you don't do it. It just, it does not happen. It's the same in coaching. And I think one thing that I can remember actually learning about this in college a long time ago was that 
Um, one of the things that, that employers do that like suppresses the, the workforce is they say that like, oh, it's like it's, you know, it's really kind of classless to talk about how much money you make. It's not something you should do. They're doing that so that you, so that the three of us can get in a room and be like, wait, why am I making 50,000? Mellow's making 30 and the country's yeah. making 10. That's not fair. You know, like that's, we're all doing the same job. I actually think for NFL coaches, this is a problem too. I would bet, I would bet almost anything that if we looked at the salaries of black head coaches in the NFL, it's going to be a lot less than the white head coaches. I, I firmly believe that. It, it is interesting, and I guess that's something that I haven't really noticed because every time we look at a player get signed, you get the contract details. When coaches get hired, you don't ever see that. So it's all rumors. It's coaches, yeah. general yeah. managers, assistant coaches. And so where I was going with that story is one thing that the NFL should do is say, we're going to pull back the curtain on this because I think transparency is something that the NFL does not do well, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to black and minority coaching, is that that's what they should do now. Say, okay, from now on, uh, head coach – coordinator and general manager salaries are public so that if you're Ryan Poles and you take a GM job, like you should know, okay, this is what a GM makes. Not, well, I don't know. You know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. It was wild. I even saw, uh, you know, when the Vikings hired their general manager, his contract details actually were posted. And I was like, Oh wow. You never see this. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. a good first step in my opinion. And the NFL released a statement too, that is getting a lot of heat as well. Oh, of course that it is without merit. <laughs> Just look at the numbers. You got one out of 32 head coaches that are black. It's, it's right there. Or the fact that, like you said, this kind of conspiracy of Belichick knew what he was doing. They already had an agreement with Brian Dable and then brought in Brian Flores. It's such a disrespectful move. And I know that the Rooney rule is in place and it's supposed to be a good thing. It ain't working. No, it's, it's led to a lot of black men, especially, you know, being given token interviews and i've i've talked to guys who are like hey they, you know sorry you're getting an interview you know good luck you know let me know if you need anything and they're like man you know this isn't a real interview you know it's and and that it's sad that they have to feel that way but they still take the opportunity because you want your name out there you want the opportunities to interview things like that but man i do i i feel i feel so badly for these guys and again i i just want to applaud brian flores for for st stepping up and doing this and and filing this lawsuit I mean, yeah. it's really a putting your nuts on the table type of situation. Without a doubt. And I mean, just like, a, hey, you might not get another head coaching job out of this because the NFL possibly might blackball you. Mm -hmm. And you can't take that lightly because I feel like they've done that before. And we're oh, all yeah. aware of that. Yeah. And I, I think also within this story, too, um, the Denver Broncos are named. They're one of the teams that are being sued by Brian Flores. Um, and he, in his statement in this lawsuit, said that uh, the Denver Broncos showed up and it looked like they were, uh, one, they were an hour late, but it also seemed like they were all hungover. Or maybe even if they're not hungover, you know, they weren't attentive and it wasn't a real interview. A real interview, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And this is the stuff that, like, I feel like these are the things that have been happening. And Brian Flores is just the first guy that seemed to be like, you know what, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. I'm going to shed some light on this situation. because Especially those, like, that get to see the behind the scenes of the NFL. Like from the outside looking in as a fan, it's probably like, oh, that is a little messed up, but you know, that's probably not really happening. But when you get to talking to people that are in the know, it's like, oh yeah, we all know this is happening. Like blackhead coaches taking interviews, like you said, knowing they are not going to get that job. And, you know, even people will tell them like, oh, just, you know, go do it for the experience. Like, you know, you're not getting the job, but take the interview, get the experience doing it. And now it's resulted in one black head coach in the NFL. One. And everyone, I'll, I'll tweet that. Like, there's one. And people are like, well, there's openings. Yeah. And guess who the favorites are for those jobs? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. You know, guys right. like that. It's not like a, we're yeah. not seeing Eric Bieniemy or Patrick Graham or Anthony Weaver. Like, we're not seeing those guys be favorites. Well, you get Nathaniel Hackett out of nowhere. Takes a job well, in Denver. Now, granted, that's like he's the offense coordinator of the landing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. He, to me, like, Hackett was a guy. It's like, okay. Understandable. Brian Dable, okay, understandable. But Kellen Moore, though. Like, Kellen Moore is getting right. interviews. Yeah. Uh, so like Byron Leftwich, there's a possibility he might get that Jack Wires job. Uh -huh. So it was like, boom, okay, now there's two. It's like, all right, but yeah. still, like. <laughs> there's still a problem with the system. <laughs> yeah. Why? And that's another question. Like, why are the Jaguars taking so long on hiring a guy? If, if you think Byron Leftwich is it, why do you not have that decision? Because Trent Balky's there and no one wants to work for him because he's an asshole. Bingo. Okay. Yeah. This is a, this is why uh, we guys get me on radio, you know. You get the, <laughs> right. But you know what? Guess what? There are there's one black 
head coach in the NFL. There are zero black owners in the NFL. And I think that's one thing that you were, I think we're going to see a lot of is that more minority, I hate using that word, more people of color and ownership roles will help this. Yeah. To where it's not 32, 31 white guys and the Bills owner, who's Asian American, sitting in a room making decisions because that's what the NFL is. It's 32 stakeholders making all the decisions. Well, and even with you know the owners and you can look at them, there are certain owners that still control what everybody else is doing. Like Jerry Jones is pretty much running the league. Yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys. Or, you know, he's probably, I'd say he's the most influential person in the NFL. Maybe even more so than Roger Goodell. Like, Roger works yeah. for Jerry. Jerry. People like Mark Davis gets loans from Jerry Jones to build stadiums. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's. <laughs> it's Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones. Yeah. But those are the guys. Yeah. And it is, it's just wild to see this. But I am glad that uh, we're shining some light on it. Also, I think this is absolutely nuts. We've talked about tanking before. And I've always been of the opinion of like, no, players don't tank. Um, apparently owners do, though, because owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, also in this lawsuit, offered Brian Flores $100,000 for every loss in 2019 trying to get up there and get that quarterback. Uh, I don't think players tank. I don't think coaches do. But, I mean, this is just proof that owners definitely have it in mind and are encouraging losing. I can't imagine even – trying to do this as a coach to purposefully lose to make money what's wild about this though i don't know if you guys remember 2019 was hashtag tank for tua mm-hmm. they got their guy and he's the third best quarterback out of that first round it was joe <laughs> burrow and justin herbert so they got their guy and it's now it's the one they don't want they fired the coach who wanted tua as well allegedly mm-hmm. so it's like but you're right mellow and i've i would always be like man teams don't tank well, owners clearly do. And yeah. I thought that we've seen teams tank like by, you know, having a bad roster or like or you yeah, may go in with young right talented guys, exactly. upside guys, whatever you want to label them as. But yeah, to just specifically be like, yeah, 100k lose this game. That's not enough money. I to do lose wonder a game. how many not when you're making millions. Owners have offered that to coaches in the past and the coaches are like, "Ah, okay, I'll take yeah. it." And then the owners are like, "Wow, you're being shit. Not here. Now you're fired. The better of the franchise, <laughs> you're gone." Uh, David Cooley. <laughs> the test. <laughs> 22 million. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely think that it is something that is going on behind closed doors. It like the NFL's a copycat league. I say that all the time. <laughs> it's probably the owners too though. They're like, "Oh, wait, you did this?" Like they're getting together for their owners meeting and like you paid to lose. Don't you guys think this is the tip of the iceberg, though? Oh, like for Stephen sure. Ross is not the only dirty old motherfucker doing this stuff. Uh-huh. Well, like, I mean, it, look at the the Washington owner. I mean, when right? that just kind of got swept underneath the rug, and yeah. now tomorrow they're about to announce their new nickname and jerseys and all that. You know, two two twenty two. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that but at smart. the same time, it's like that owner's a piece of shit. Like, yeah. John Gruden kind of really got thrown underneath the bus there for that whole situation. Well, I mean, he's, well, yeah. I mean, he's probably Gruden, also a piece of shit. John Gruden did get thrown awesome under the bus. Shit, but it was like, let's focus on the owner of the Washington football team, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, look what yeah. John Gruden said. And it's like, I, it distracted us. It all worked. But yeah. with this, it's all eyes are there. And I do like how in the lawsuit, everything is lined out in, like, perfect detail, too, on the story of, like, this is what's happening. And then you throw in other examples. I know we kind of already discussed it, but, like, Eric Bieniemy. You have all these job interviews and these vacancies in the NFL through your time, and you can't get a single offer. Like, did this and did this lawsuit hit today? Yes, like when they we filed were it today. They yes. filed it today, right? Yeah. So the NFL's already come out and be like, "Nope, it's without merit." You've done no investigations to it, and you're already like, "Nope, this is bullshit." This is what they're saying. I also wonder how long uh, Brian Flores has kind of had this, not necessarily up his sleeve, but like how in long? Mind. Been, I, I mean, maybe within the. Last month or so, probably. I'm sure that the like there was also uh, like collusion accusations, yeah. uh, meeting with you know players that were free agents, the being paid to tank. Uh, I do think that the firing was probably like, yeah, I know some shit about the NFL. But then when you get that accidental quote unquote text from Bill Belichick that Brian Dable's been hired, and then you still have to you know go interview, and it's real shitty. And I think yeah. that is probably what set him over the top. And but I know I, I know I tweeted the joke. I think that's the most emotion I've ever seen out of Bill Belichick. And those text right. messages. Oh, right. Exclamation point? Like, question yeah. mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point? Huh? What? That's how that comes off. <laughs> Wrong, Brian? My bad, bro. Oh, yeah. You Be know. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's either 
or it's really contrived and it worked. You know, it could go, it could go either way. Yeah, how calculated is Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick's over on his flip phone like, I don't know how to stand the damn text. <laughs> <laughs> Calling his son in there, like, figure this out. I don't know. I don't know what to do. There's something going on here. Uh, but also, like, speaking of Belichick, Belichick and the Patriots, <laughs> Tom Brady retired. And it, it is not the lead story right uh, today. But it is. it's also kind of – I believed it when Schefter tweeted it out. I, and with Brady, I just kind of figured that this was him wanting to do it on his own, but somebody got the jump on him. So for the last you know, mm-hmm. couple of days, he was like, no, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, today on Instagram releases it. Uh, I think he's the greatest athlete of all time. I, I don't think that it's a question. And I know people, a big country, we talked about it last week, will be like, oh, he's not the fastest, strongest, whatever. I don't care. To he's me, the athlete accomplished means professional athlete. sports player. Exactly. Yeah, You're being he is the greatest. sport. And no one can hold up with him. But yeah. right before we started the show, big country, like he's never had a losing season. Yeah, no, I've been saying he was the goat since like '06. By the way, so I'm that's not even a conversation for me. Like he's he's the greatest. I think he is the greatest professional athlete of all time, uh, without a doubt. It is wild that it's not the lead story. To me, it's like you mentioned at Mello Schefter, Adam Schefter, and Jeff Darlington broke that story on Saturday. I didn't see a lot of people apologizing to them today that they did their job, by the way. Their job is to break news. They are journalists. They broke this story three days before it became public, and everybody's mad at them for it. Oh, oh my God. You got to let him have his moment. No, you don't. That's their job is to break news. They did it. Very well. I didn't see Pro Football Talk apologizing to them today. Did you? Did anybody see it? I did see that someone went and looked at Adam Schefter's likes and screenshotted it, and he had liked other posts of people like shitting on him and Jeff. And he was just like, oh. Schefter's okay. got receipts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sees it all. Like, And that's another thing we've discussed prior. Is it is crazy the amount of stuff that's out there for these guys to see and the fact that they do see it. Even if you, like, you're not necessarily getting a reaction from them directly, but they see it. Uh, there's... A little humble brag here. There have been a couple people this week, and they're like people that I didn't think should know me. Be like, oh yeah, I know who you are. Oh, you see my, you see my stuff. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be a little more careful with some of those tweets. No Tuesday, joke. Tuesday, uh, but it is. But Brady, I want to know what's next for him, though. I, he's been so good over the last two years with social media and what he's doing. I don't know if he like takes a break uh, with other quarterbacks. It seems like as soon as they retire, it's like, is he going to the booth? Yeah, I think Brady's too good for that, but I I don't know what else he's going to do. It's going to be weird because, like, to be honest, when you look at like a Tony Romer or for me, like a Philip Rivers, you can kind of see the career coming to an end. And it's, dude, go to a TV booth. Like, you'd be so good in the booth. Mm-hmm. Even Tom with Drew Brady Brees, was, it was like a year before he retired. They yeah. were already talking yeah. to him about it. And like, even Jay Cutler gets to deal with Fox and's like, actually, I'm just, I'm going to go back and play for the Miami Dolphins. Well, now the Fox job's completely gone. Greg Olson took it from you. and so What a you, terrible mistake. <laughs> 100%. And then when you look at Tom Brady, it's you never saw the end of his career coming. Everyone always wanted to predict it or call it, but you never knew because he was playing so well. Well, even so after. Now that it's over, it's like, no idea. Yeah, even after on Saturday, uh, when a lot of people thought he was retiring, then he was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to retire. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Uh, a lot of people were going back to that whole, like, I don't know what he's going to do. He could come back because he's still so good. And even at 44 years old or whatever he is, he still had a very good season. Yeah. Very good. I like led the league in like passing yards, passing touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. It's just stupid, ridiculous. I mean, everybody else in the NFL just got better because Tom Brady's not out there to compete anymore. You know, we've heard Michael Jordan say like 60 summers. Michael. My family. <laughs> Brian Kelly. Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. The Chicago Bulls. You know, <laughs> we've heard him make comments like, oh, I could beat this player one-on-one even at the age I am now. I feel like if we hear Tom Brady say that in 15 years, we're all going to go, yeah, I believe it. You could probably come play quarterback in the NFL still yeah. in 15 years. Like He never even had that Peyton Manning drop-off. Like, oh, yeah, you're great, but <laughs> – Throw six interceptions to, to get benched in a game. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it was, what, yeah. a month ago we were still talking about, like, he could probably play till he's 50. He and I honestly it. believe that. I'm not just like some big, huge Tom Brady guy. I actually didn't like him at all until about five years ago. I can confidently say the same thing. Yeah, I used to now, hate it, but now it's just it turned it into respect. I like, just always appreciate yeah. everything. But I do want to ask you, <laughs> how does it feel for you, maybe on a, like a sentimental level, of 
watching this guy's entire career and like you know being a fan from him all the way to Michigan, yeah, rooting for him to be the starting quarterback, goes to the Patriots, takes over, and then the career that he's had. Like, how do you feel today, or how do you even had a moment to kind of really sit back and think and go, wow, he's he's done. I just really wish Twitter had been a thing in two thousand. Like really, because I, I know those tweets, man. And I know you you do get like the oh, like the prove it that you're a Brady guy beforehand. And I almost have to like come to the defense and be like, yep, I was there for it. Yep, big I, Brady guy. I remember the day Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and like you were excited about it. I kind of liked Tom Brady. So I was like, oh, cool, this is awesome. And I think I can even remember as a kid, kind of like giving you shit and being like, it's not going to be his job for long, right? He held it for 22 20 years. years later. It wasn't wrong. Um, I'm sad. I'm sad. I really was like, I was driving Saturday when the news broke and, and I was just like, and you guys know I'm not an emotional person at all. And it was just like, Oh my God. Like I didn't want it to be true. Like I really didn't. It was probably like, you know, if you get a text that someone that you were like kind of close to died and you're like, Oh my God. Like, nah, no way. Like maybe it's a mistake, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, but it wasn't like he retired. And so I'm, I am really sad. I think it's gonna be weird as well, but I'm also excited because I think as Brady slides out, there's room for guys like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert to, you know, climb that kind of ladder and take that role as, you know, the next great quarterback in the NFL. So I, I think that's that's partially what what I'm excited for is to see. Not that anyone can ever take Brady's spot, but just like with Manning retiring and, and I'm I'm old enough to remember Elway retiring, Steve Young retiring, Joe Montana retiring, like someone does step up and I want to see who who it is if it's if it's your guy. Mahomes, if it's my guy Burrow, uh, we'll see. Or some of these guys that uh, we had at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Let's get into that, but first let's mention Miners and Monroe, a great sponsor of our show. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikeDup10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Yep, next up is Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs, any accessories as well. The best thing about Gunspot, they're no reserved auctions every single week. And when you check out, there's no hidden fees, nothing else to worry about on an extra charge that you're going to have to pay for that you weren't expecting. Just the tax on the item that you're wanting to purchase. Boom, there it is, and it will show up to your house. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when danger will arise. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family. You can do that with gunspot.com. So who will be the next great quarterback now that Tom Brady uh, is gone? I don't know that it will be any of the senior bowl quarterbacks, but it was it was a lot of fun to watch these guys throw today. It almost got me like rehyped for the NFL draft. I have kind of fallen out of love with the NFL draft over the last two years, but every year like coming to the senior bowl brings me back. And I was impressed with some guys today I didn't think I was going to be impressed with. A lot of people have been talking about Kenny Pickett over the last couple months. I've been back here in the shadows being like, this guy sucks and he has small hands. Two gloves. He had a very good day, though. Kenny, two gloves. And, uh, the guys that he's throwing with, Carson Strong and Desmond Ritter, they're both right up there. I thought Kenny Pickett looked significantly better than both of them. Now, I think he looked like a first-round pick. The other guys, I just kind of wanted to see more out of them. But I was very impressed with Kenny Pickett. I did not expect to be. Yeah, I thought Strong did well today. Ritter, it kind of, it didn't. I don't want to say like went through the motions, but he's just so smooth in everything that he does. It's just like, yeah, this guy's. I mean, he's older, experienced, ready. For, he's been in the big moments. He knows what he's doing. But with Pickett, it looked like he was kind of playing to prove himself, but in a positive way. And I feel like almost heard, that Baker Mayfield type chip, I got a on, chip your on my shoulder, one hundred percent. And I feel like I've heard other guys talk about it. Is you know when you start throwing with other quarterbacks who have a stronger arm than you, you kind of realize like, oh, like hey. These guys have a zip on the ball every time they throw it. Maybe I like I do have more in the tank than I realize, or like every throw, I don't understand he locked it in there. And I don't want to say that's necessarily what Kenny was doing today, but it definitely felt like he was living up to the competition and was better than the guys that he was throwing with today. Yeah, I thought you know Pickett came in as my number one quarterback in this class. I thought he did look good, and I think the key for him here is um, not messing up, like not not losing his his spot. Right? Um, not that you want to be super conservative or anything, but. I think this is the, the QB one spot is probably his to lose. So you want to play with that mindset if I am a front runner. Um, but, but I also just like, I, I think he also, the mindset of, you know, someone like a Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones who came down here, had a good week and made a team fall in love with them. I think that's what Pickett has the ability to do. He definitely stood out in that group. I thought Carson Strong, I mean, we joke about it like, yeah, Carson Strong because he has a strong arm. It is very strong. We saw that today. I was really underwhelmed by Desmond Ritter. I didn't think he did anything really like notable. The arm strength wasn't great. 
Um, obviously, they're not doing any mobility drills here, so we, we didn't get a chance to see that. But I thought the accuracy was a little scattershot, which is something that really popped up on his film, especially during the 2020 season. Uh, and then that second group of quarterbacks with uh, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell, and Malik Willis. Honestly, like I think you could sit here for an hour and break down their practice and come away with a lot of strengths from each guy. Like Sam Howell's arm strength, Bailey Zappi's deep ball, Malik Willis's you know arm strength and, and velocity. But they all had some problems today too. Like you know Zappi was uh, throwing you know groundhog killers at times, and Malik Willis was way wide a lot, and Sam Howell was way wide a lot. But I feel like that's kind of their group though. Is they're like yeah we're pretty good, but we're inconsistent. Yeah, like and if they short. had to separate these groups of quarterback, it's like the okay, very consistent guys, mm-hmm. probably not a very high ceiling, but pretty high floor. And then there's the ooh, this could be a boom pick. Well, you know, if we take Sam Howell yeah. late in the first or the second round, which some team might, you might be getting a very good quarterback or Willis too. Uh, I've heard a lot of people this week so far even make that Josh Allen comparison of the upside with him is just so good. So why not take a risk on him? Like a lot of these quarterbacks are going to bust. A lot of these draft picks uh-huh. are going to bust. So you might as well you know, take the risk on some of them. I don't know that I'm ready to do that, but um, I was pretty impressed with Sam Howell today too. And again, in that second practice that we had, I didn't expect to like him, and I did. Yeah, yeah. I still don't like his tape, and I know that's always the thing here. Is like we come here and you're like, oh yeah, like he looked really good in practice, and then you have to remember to go home and be like. Yeah, there's a reason I didn't like him when he actually played games. Yeah, and that maybe that won't be the case for you guys, but you know, for or me, maybe on day two, you know, he comes out and shits the bet. I've seen that a million times here. Seen it. You, you watch a quarterback play, and you're like, oh man, I think they actually have a good one here. And then the next day, nothing, nothing happens with them, and they're guys that are like out of the league. But I, I love that we're getting this quarterback competition with each group. Um, I'll be honest with you, I did not watch. I don't. I didn't watch anything other than quarterbacks today. Yeah. I caught a couple glimpses of the offensive line group, but that was definitely not a focus for me today. It was all on quarterbacks. And if I had to like give an award for best day, it would definitely be Kenny Pickett. Carson Strong has been my guy all along. Now, I think my expectations were just maybe too high for him. Yeah, and it goes back to the knee. You know, there's there's a lot of concerns about a knee injury with him. I know Jim Nagy, the executive director of the senior bowl, tweeted out a while back that like, oh, it's been checked, it's okay. I didn't. I mean, we didn't see anything today where it's like, oh, he's got a bum knee, right? He he moves better than all and three of us. He didn't have a brace on. I thought yeah. that was interesting because yep. he's a guy who played with a knee brace right. at Nevada. Had a couple of his teammates out there too. Uh, that receiver, I can't remember his name, but he's so fast. The Nevada receiver, Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs, Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. You know me in pronunciations, right? I I liked him a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Were there any guys that stood out? Do you guys today? Like for me, like I said, it was all quarterback. I didn't really yeah. see much of it. I have a list, so big country can hop in there. <laughs> I watched. I watched a little bit of the receivers, and I was actually kind of talking to Matt about it because you know I feel like there's some things that I watch and see, and I just maybe don't necessarily have to like. I don't want to say comprehend it, but like just like is what I'm seeing right, or do I need to be looking at it a different way? And it's awesome having both you guys right there to ask that question of like, okay, is what I'm seeing. Like the right thing or the wrong thing, and we were looking at the receivers, and we kept going on that Watson kid, North Dakota State, that Matt brought up yesterday. Christian Watson, yeah. <laughs> What's up, bub? How are you? Take me out to dinner. <laughs> That's one of those situations. Welcome to Kansas City, because uh, loving it. Yeah, I liked him a lot too. I I didn't watch any of his tape. Um, there was also someone. the the tight end from Ohio State, Ruckert, Jeremy Ruckert. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I felt like he caught everything. Like there were a couple balls that were thrown pretty low across the middle of the field. Dude just snags them, does a little front flip, keeps going, and it's. Like, and he's a guy that we talked about yesterday. He didn't get a lot of opportunities. They don't use tight ends as much at Ohio State in the passing game. Yeah, and good size, body, good hands. You know, nimble, I guess, in a way. So it was it was kind of cool to see that and see it in person too with some of these guys in both practices. Yeah, like I said, I do have a list, uh, so that I could go through this. I thought that uh, Kenny Pickett looked good. Um, I thought Christian Watson looked good. Uh, I mentioned to Mello, Dominique Robinson is a defensive end from Miami of Ohio, a former wide receiver who now plays defensive end. So think about that. Have Mello, we ever Mello seen plan. that transition that? before? Uh, I mean, I saw Lane Johnson go from quarterback to right tackle. So, I mean, I think that one's still the one that messes me up the most. Honestly, so, I did not know he was a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, In so, college? Uh, I, yeah. 
or late high school. Well, it's, I mean, I don't remember. Either yeah. way, though, that's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, so Dominic Robinson, defensive end from Miami of Ohio, looked very impressive. Uh, I thought Rashad White from Arizona State at running back was was really good. Um, the defensive line really stood out to me, and I wasn't even trying to watch that a whole lot because I wanted to watch the quarterbacks. But Logan Hall from Houston, Travis Jones from UConn, both did great. Uh, but then the, the second practice today, the American team, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. I know we talked about it a little bit. I mean, I've had scouts texting me like, did you see what Jermaine Johnson did today? And I've, I've been honest with people. I'm like, no, I, I really tried to watch the quarterbacks today. And they're like, mm-hmm. best, he had the best practice of anyone today. Had, so uh, Jim Nagy tweeted it out. He had a very good rep against Kennard. Kennard won, uh, I think, the next matchup with them. Because the one-on-ones are so good here. Yep. But, I mean, he definitely did flash. I mean, he had a bull rush against uh, Kennard, who mm-hmm. I'm going to guess weighed in at about 340. I didn't see his official I weigh think in. But 334 or something yeah, like that. he's so big in Kentucky. Yeah, so what year? That was actually, I think, the last rep of practice was those two, Kennard and uh, mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, thank you. And the one prior was when they were on the other end of the field and it was like just doing their normal drills. And then Kennard hit him with the Matumbo no-no-no finger. And it's like, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Homeboy got a little bit of revenge. These offensive tackles, <laughs> they are so big. And then we see that dude from Minnesota today. Like I'm talking about, like, I've seen Kennard, I've seen Evan Neal, Penning. See, we saw him live like a couple weeks yeah. ago. And then the tackle from Minnesota shows up. That's a big giant. Boy. I would classify him as a giant. I don't know what the definition <laughs> of the word is, but if you are that big, you are a giant. Uh, big yeah. country would look... Like average country. <laughs> big country would just be country. Like if you were down on the field, no, it'd be like, yep, that guy's big. I mean, oh, there's a just completely normal. I mean, that's how I guy. felt with all the other offensive linemen on the, the O-line mastermind when we went to Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've Even never like, felt smaller in my life. Kennard looked not that big right? against him. No. We'll see how he moves. I didn't watch the offensive line today. Uh, we'll see how he moves. That's probably going to be like my focus tomorrow. Is watching offensive line and defensive line. I think it might be mine too because I did, I completely f- forgot about Trevor Penning being there in that first practice. For some reason, I was thinking second practice. Like ah, didn't get to watch it. And then uh, our guys Rob and Tuck came down, um, made it just in time for that second pra- the end of the first practice, beginning of the whole second practance. And uh, <laughs> Tuck points out Kennard and it was like, man, he's a big dude. And seeing him in person, like yeah, he is big. And then you see the pads and the helmet on and the knee brace, and you're like, holy shit. That's a big dude. Yeah. And then it's, you remember the personality and everything else that's about it. And it's like, wow, these are why guys like this can rise up in the draft so quickly. And, you know, you don't want to ever end up practice that way, so we'll see how he does tomorrow. But I think focusing on the offensive line and defensive line tomorrow will be more enjoyable. One thing that I find very boring trying to watch in practice, and I'll try a little bit and I can immediately go away from it because I remember how boring it is, is linebackers and running backs. Oh, yeah. Really? Just so running boring. backs, I, I feel bad for him. It's just like cool. Yep, you uh, trash can went this way. You went the other way. Yeah, good job. You're doing bag work. Yeah, it's. I love the position. Mm-hmm. We talked about it uh, like a week ago. I love watching running backs run. Watching them here is kind of tough sometimes. I mean, it's the same thing with linebackers. Like, oh, hit the hole. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Now what? Now you can't hit anybody. So. And also special teams. Tell the truth, Tuesday. It's so hard to watch yeah. special teams. I, I know you like can get like. The punt. You can get a lot of information about it, and it's so vital to them being drafted. And obviously, it's the third uh, facet of the game. But I, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I, I like the punts because as a kid, I used to kick the ball all the time, and I would try and kick it just as high as the tree. And I thought that was cool, but I could never get distance. I could always get the height, but I could never get distance. And I watch these guys, and it's like a perfect spiral going across the sky, and then it just comes down like a missile. And I'm like. Phew. That is so fucking cool. So when I was in kindergarten, they handed out um, awards for each student at the end of the year, like um, superlatives, like you were the best, this. Mm -hmm. And one of my classmates got the award for highest ball kicker. As a kindergartner, I laughed at that joke. (laughs) Like me and a couple other kids, right? Teacher said ball kicker. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, this fucking kid. That's an award? (laughs) That's the only thing he was good at. He got held back. (laughs) (laughs) back to back highest ball kicker award at liberal kindergarten definitely went to him but we do have some tell the truth tuesdays as well Uh, but first let's mention the great sponsor of club 609 
Hit them up downtown Joplin, Missouri. I miss them already. Uh, go in there for their two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. If you're in that Joplin area, definitely stop through. Check them out. Uh, like I said, if you're in Joplin, that's Club 609. Yep, next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right there in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they do much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You're going to need your tires changed, your oil serviced. Get that taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri, at Downtown Lube. All right, a little Tell the Truth Tuesday. I actually I don't have very many like exciting ones this week. I, I I guess I've been kind of one boring. Is a little, like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've, uh, we're down here in Mobile, Alabama. Thanks again to Mid-America RV uh, letting us enjoy this Senior Bowl. I, I just haven't done anything. I had a couple drinks in me last night. I don't think I did anything that I need to, like, confess. So, um, like, my only one, we've uh, been going and enjoying some delicious steak. So I will just be honest with you. I like my steak cooked medium well. And I don't care who knows it. I think that is a bold statement for me because there will be so many people shaming me on Twitter. And I don't remember who to credit this quote to. What I eat doesn't make you shit. So if I want to eat my steak medium well, you can fuck off if you have a problem with it. I feel that way about everything. Like I posted a picture of like our fridge here in Mobile with Natty in it. People were like, oh my I thought you had money. And I'm like, I do. I'm not spending it all on beer. Yeah. I hate my garage. What's wrong with Natty? Like I, oh, you're pretty much drinking water. Cool. So now I'm drunk and hydrated. Fucking double whammy, bitch. But it's also like Natty is the same alcohol content as Miller Lite, Bush Light, Bud Light. Or people will say, oh, you're drinking piss water as they down a Bush Light, which I think is the same beer. Yeah, I just don't get it, man. It, it, I don't understand. I even tweeted this. Like, don't I don't believe in shaming someone for what they enjoy. Oh, I love it. Uh, Have your steak how you like it. mm Mm-hmm. There are th- I'm pretty picky about some food. There are things I don't won't eat. I know. Okay. Um, I know before on a previous podcast, you had mentioned how you don't like mac and cheese. And I was sitting there like, how the fuck does he not like mac and cheese? <laughs> but you know what? It's more for me. I don't care. If he doesn't like right? mac and cheese. It's not going to affect my day. I will carry on. <laughs> That's exactly. Could you imagine losing sleep over the fact that Matt doesn't like mac and cheese? Or taking time to like tweet about it and be like, how the fuck can you eat that steak that's beef jerky bro or i like um, beef jerky too <laughs> right yeah like uh we'll go to like steak places and the waiter waitress will be like are you sure that's how you want it cooked is that what i fucking said because yeah that's how oh, I, I want know. it cooked. It's like, don't don't ask me i said what i said yeah i didn't mess up i've been doing this i'm not a child i'm a 34 year old man and like look at me I like steak. This is not my first rodeo, so like I, I can eat my steak <laughs> how I like think it. Of, it's my own. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, my first Tell the Truth Tuesday. Big Country, you have uh, a couple more? Uh, yeah, so my first one is going to be the Tom Brady retirement that took place on Saturday. And I know in the rundown, I literally just have Tom Brady retirement. But I did send out a tweet that said, holy shit, Tom Brady actually retired. It said yum. came out as yom brady and <laughs> here's the reason why i was sitting on my couch hung over as a motherfucker watching friends on youtube tv and eating a bag of doritos and typed that tweet out with my left hand and so it was like i can't use my right hand because i got nothing but doritos all over my fingers and like in the moment i was just laughing at myself because like you idiot like, do you, you think adam Schefter ever has breaking news and he's like ah dorito fingers <laughs> Cheetos, yeah. right? damn it Rappaport beat me <laughs> yeah. but it was just like in that moment i'm just sitting on my couch i got my feet up watching friends laughing at chandler and joey and they just send the tweet and all of a sudden i feel my phone just like vibrating like crazy and I look at it, and I already have like 10 likes. Melo's commented on it, and it's like, Tom did too. And I was like, I can't delete this. I cannot delete this tweet now. So I had to tell the truth on why I messed up on that. I with my left hand, Dorito crumbs all over the right. Sometimes I'm the worst about tweet errors. Yeah. Like I just get in a hurry and be like, that. the other day I put something out. I think it was from the mic'd up account. And you're like, hey, bud. Try that one again because it made absolutely no sense. I, <laughs> it's hard to like want to correct you on some things because you make it. <laughs> I'll be like, "Hey, you messed up on that." You'd be like, "You messed up on that." And I was like, "I, I did. That is my fault." <laughs> Can I interject with the Tell the Truth Tuesday? Uh-huh. Um, so, for people who don't know, I have a couple followers on Twitter, right? Yeah. Uh, verified on Twitter. My account gives me this thing now where I can set a time limit where I can actually undo a tweet 
and edit it. Yeah, like edit. Yeah. What? What's the time limit? Though? You said it. I have it on five seconds, but so within five seconds, I can undo a tweet and edit it. What's the max? Is I think it... like thirty. Really? Way too long. Yeah, I mean, the, with the Twitter edit thing, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, we want the edit button," but it is kind of weird because I could see dickheads on Twitter like putting out a tweet, getting a bunch of likes on it, and then changing it like completely. There definitely has to be a time limit, you know? Like, oh, I have a typo, you know? Yeah, typos fine. Like well, today, I accidentally said American team instead of national. Would have been cool to be able to edit that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I will say though, like if they're doing that with verified accounts, it's they're testing it out, so at least they're working on it. Instead of just feeling like we're all being ignored. Or it goes back to, hey, they see it. Like what happens every so often is people will be like, they're going to start charging us for this <laughs> uh, account, this app. And maybe that's going to be started like, the, oh, you want the you want to be able to do this? Dude, I don't it's know. It's $5 a month. I'd hate to have to pay for Twitter or something. That'd be so dumb. <laughs> right? But like, would you? You would do it. Probably another fucking subscription. Jeez, Sign me lie. up. Yeah. Huh? Lie so they don't trick us. Yeah, doing I that. would never. I would delete the app. If oh. it were a one-time app purchase, like, oh, pay three ninety-nine for this. Like, that's whatever. Yep, Here's I have a the question phone. for you. If let's say Twitter disappears or we boycott Twitter because of that, you go start a new app. What would you call it? You really just threw that one out. I have no idea. Record? I don't know. Twitter <laughs> bird tweet tweet. Oh, I know what I'd call it. I'd call it Wolf. It's a great idea. It takes all your social media and it ties it into one <laughs> alert so you don't keep getting alert after alert. It's just one and it's a woof. You got a woof. There you go. You're so ridiculous. Somebody should come up with that idea and like actually do it. Put it in a TV show. Almost. Circa like 2004. <laughs> what, what university would want that? <laughs> I don't know. All of them. Yeah. Harvard, Stanford. Yeah. Maybe we started there like Facebook did. <laughs> I was watching a movie a while back. No, I... Uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday. I started watching How I Met Your Mother again. Rich, my favorite show of all time. Because what? I swear, I love How I Met Your Mother. Oh I think God. it's very good. It's, it's, it's much one of the, funnier I than I remember. Pleasure, favorite TV show. But I started watching it a little bit. And one of the characters on there, Barney Stinson, mentioned, like, oh, it's about to be up on my MySpace page. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I didn't, we're referencing MySpace? I didn't realize it was long enough to be like referenced in sitcoms. Yeah. Country, are you old enough for MySpace? Oh, man, I had. I fucking loved MySpace. Top friends. My top friend was my grandpa, and then my uncle, and then my cousin Caleb. And I thought those dudes were. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Which uncle? Looking back now, awful list. (laughs) At the time, (laughs) thought it was so cool. I mean, I changed my background to bucks because I was big into deer hunting. So I tried to find all these bucks with the sunset behind them and the big antlers. Like, I'm going to shoot one of them things one day. And then I did, and I never went back hunting. (laughs) Or it'd be like Texas Longhorns. Here it is, Miami Heat, LeBron James, and it was like the music. If you wanted to put music mm-hmm. on there, oh, that was a blast. Yeah. That's when it really started with, I don't know, song titles. And then I got to where I knew it a little bit, and then I gave up because I went to Facebook. I'm kind of surprised yeah. that it fell off. Like, honestly, looking back at it, yeah, it customizing so cool. your page yeah. and adding like a, like your own little website. a song to it now. Like, if you could get Spotify tied into that. I was like, what are, what are we waiting for? There's your, there's your billion dollar idea. <laughs> it's an idea that already happened. I also have an idea for like, <laughs> if you're traveling and I want to go somewhere, but I don't want a hotel room, I should just be able to like rent somebody's house out. Oh God. Yeah. Like, stay in it. especially like if you were gone as at the same time, right. like if I'm going to be, I'm immobile. Mm-hmm. If my house were empty, I should be able to rent to someone right now. Yeah, that's some of my cars. Idea. My cars are at home. I should be able to rent them to someone. Yeah, not so, my cars. Someone else's. That's thing. Like I want to ride. Don't want to go to a taxi. Kind of creepy. Oh. A little dirty. Yeah. If I just find like a, you know, want to ride in a Honda Civic. Find one. Yeah, of those. and just get there Uber quickly. You know, right? I think that's a fantastic idea. Uh, another little tell the truth Tuesday that I have. Um, well, Matt, you have a tell the truth Tuesday as well. Uh, I do. Uh, as we've mentioned several million times, we are in. Mobile, Alabama. And my Tell the Truth Tuesday is last night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat the boys to a really nice dinner. And so I, I had the conversations like, hey, you want to go to Ruth's Chris? And I was like, yeah, sounds good. We're locked in. Okay. Country comes out of his room in a goddamn hoodie. Number new, one. New hoodie. Let me, let me specify. Okay. Yeah. This wasn't an old one. Uh, a hoodie. Brand stinking new. Hadn't worn it anywhere else. Just took the tags off in the room. Yeah. To a place with a dress code. So he wears a hoodie. And then we go. And number one, he'd never heard of Ruth's Chris. And I'm not like, I grew up poor. Okay. But I had heard of Ruth's Chris 
because it was like, I'm going to eat there someday. So it's like, oh, let me take my friends. So we're there. My man sticks out like a sore thumb, right? Sticks out like a positive COVID test. And we're there. And it's one of those really nice places where after each course of your meal, they'll come by with what? A little like comb looking thing and <laughs> scrape the breadcrumbs off the, the table so that your white linen cloth is so they remove, I've never seen it before. It's really cool. Remove the plates. Right. Yep. And, and then, then scrape, scrape up the crumb. So my man does this, the waiter, uh, super nice guy. Marshall was his name. It's a good name. He picks our plates up. And he goes to, to do the thing, to get all the crumbs off. He gets country spot. He gets my spot. He gets mellows. This motherfucker, this big, bald bastard, takes the loudest, biggest bite of, like, hard bread and just crumbs right over where this guy the went. Explosion. I mean, it would be crumbs. like if you saw the highway crew, like the people picking up trash on the highway. It'd be like driving by them yeah. and throwing trash. Like, if you spilled water and the waiter came by and was like, hey, let me clean that up for you. Dries up the entire table, and then you're just like, nope, RIP for Pour more. <laughs> more water on the table. I mean, as the guy is standing there with his arm outstretched on the table, it's the loudest bite I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck does that? Tell the truth Tuesday, a guy that was drunk off two old fashions, wasn't proud of it, needed food. There was some bread because, like, bread absorbs alcohol. There we go. Let's help this out. I, I was in the process of taking the bite, and the middle of the loud crunch was, bro, he just cleaned up these crumbs. Just, that was, like, my immediate thought. And I'm spot. worried about getting crumbs on my freaking brand-new hoodie, might I add. White hoodie. You wouldn't even have a bill it was, cream. it was cream yellow, whatever. <laughs> Super excited about wearing the hoodie. Got roasted when we walked in. When we walked in and I saw the dress code list and it was like, oh no. <laughs> if they say a hoodie, I'm gone. <laughs> I was nervous. I, you know, starting looking at it, I was like, no, you have to have sleeves, no hats. Yeah, I've never read like, oh, anything shit. faster. Yeah, it's, it's hoodie on there. <laughs> I'm yeah. in there. They also had a, like a no cell phone policy, though, and the, the table next to us nice. got in trouble because yeah, they started taking pictures. selfies. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes just enjoy, just live in the moment. Or yourself. also just turn the flash off and, yeah, uh, and your ringer as well. New iPhone, you don't even need the flash. Like, I never knew that I wanted that rule at a restaurant. It was nice. Turn your ringer that? off and no flash photography should be a rule at every restaurant. Yeah. I don't no no phone conversations. If you need to return a text, cool. Oh, no yeah. phone calls. Yeah. If you're talking on the phone it's in a like group church. of people. Yeah. I think. I Tell the truth Tuesday. I haven't been to a church service since cell phones were um, like where everyone had them. You know what? Yeah, I've been to church since I had a cell phone, but haven't been to a church service since cell phones became common. I've been to a couple. Wow. Yeah, I'm an atheist. Tell the truth Tuesday. <laughs> I've been to a couple, but it was weird. It's like, oh, I just felt my phone vibrate. I probably shouldn't check Dude, it. Dude, I've been to a church service where they asked you to get your phone out so you could vote on the poll. <laughs> so no, you can Venmo I, that okay. tie. So I've been to <laughs> Just one. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. No they uh, will put the, the Venmo. Yeah, the Venmo or PayPal, PayPal. up on the screen. And you know like, what? You can tie They're it They're going to be way. fucked now because the, the IRS is tracking that. <laughs> what are they going to do? It's over $600. <laughs> they're in trouble now. Uh, yeah, they're going to officially pass, by the way. I feel, like yes. we all, I feel like that was something everyone freaked out about, but then we didn't hear anything else about it. No, it's a thing. I don't know. It wasn't like a law. It's just a rule. They're like, hey. If you get more than $600, you have to get a 1099 from Venmo or PayPal. Some of these people now, though, they're going to be able to look at their tithe and be like, I'm writing this bitch off. You should have been anyway. I've been paying a lot of money over these. This is my 10%. I'm getting six I'm, I'm about back. to buy myself a mega church when they get foreclosed on because they have to pay their taxes. They I'm going to be so set. Money I'm going to be set. Dude, so as a kid, money. I legit thought that money went to God. <laughs> <laughs> and then your letter was like, uh, you're blessed. <laughs> Why do they need all that money in heaven? Yeah. Right. That's what I'm wondering. Those damn like, golden streets don't pay for themselves, brother. Right. <laughs> Gabriel's getting tired. Man, right. I'm going to stop. I have some more Tell the Truth Tuesdays, but I'm not going to do it. I don't know who's listening. Uh, I, got, yeah, I got one more. Uh, usually, when we come down here to Mobile, a lot of people will ask us questions uh, as. Uh, Matt, you're definitely the veteran of the group here in Mobile. and But now people will start to ask me, like, where's the spot to go? And a lot of people will ask you about this certain bar called Veets. And it used to be the go-to spot. You would see all kinds of NFL owners, personnel, coaches there. And then it's over the last couple of years, it's become not so exciting. It's kind of become like draft Twitters, like, oh, everybody's going there. And it hasn't been good. It's been so bad that I've told people specifically, don't waste your time there. Or like go there one time and then never go back. We went last night to Veets, took uh, our guy Corey there for the first time. And I should just pretty much apologize. I 
it was good last night. I had a lot of fun at, at Veets and then just interacting with people that you haven't seen uh, in a long time or meeting new people. Uh, it, it was actually a lot of fun. So I apologize to the people of Veets and the people of Mobile because I feel like everybody needs This it. is an underrated town. It really is. Yeah. I mean, here's my last Tell the Truth Tuesday. I really enjoy being a Mobile. Like, my only complaint is it's dirty. But at the same time, like, it, it kind of makes sense because, you know, there's you th- just – you think Mobile's dirty? Oh, I feel like I've talked to you about this before. It's just, I, I just feel like people don't take care of the city. Like Mel and I, when we go get Starbucks, it was like, why can't you just clean off the no, trash just, that's right here? Yeah. Why can't you fix this concrete, like, turn section? Why is, like, your entrances in the restaurants, like, a mile high? Like, it just looks like they don't take care of it. But at the same time, it's just kind of part of the experience now being a But it's also just, it's a very poor city, and all the money's out where the university is. Think about how nice everything is out there. That is very true. I, so. Yeah. You know, a lot of people probably aren't even familiar with um, South Alabama being here in Mobile. Yep. They do have a beautiful campus. They do. And their athletic facilities are like – If you want to look where the tax dollars in Mobile go, it's out by the airport. It's not yeah. down here. It's not by the water. <laughs> right. It is, it's a very nice stadium, though. And they have that big – like I guess it's technically an indoor facility. Yeah. But covered it's so facility, open. Right? Yeah, it's a I mean, covered facility. If I was an athlete, like, I got offered South Alabama. Like I've seen some – like top tier baseball players like come down to South Alabama. And I'm like, why mm-hmm. in the world do you go to South Alabama? I didn't mean to cut you off. I just think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. When I think of dirty cities, I'm like Memphis, New Orleans, New York. It's like Mobile is not. So I, I mean, I've only seen enough of Memphis from like the interstate to the hotel, like right by Peel Street. I haven't been like out and about other than that. Did he said so. Peel Street. Peel, right? Peel with a B. Okay, they said Peel Street. It's like, oh, I'm uh, on that. <laughs> yeah, Memphis is no, I'm a busy. Memphis dollar. Dirty is okay. what I meant to say. Uh, New Orleans, I think, is the dirtiest city I've ever been in. So, I mean, New Orleans, I was talking about it today, too. Is like I've only really seen New Orleans from the interstate where you drive yeah. past, like, you know, the dome and you get to see, like, the buildings. But even, like, the outside of the buildings look really dirty. But I just assume because it rains so much, it's just part of it. It's all the damn hurricanes. Right. Just one after another. Every June they come. That's what I've heard via songs. Um, all right. That's it for us today, though, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. All right. We're good today. We're going to be back tomorrow. Our schedule's pretty fucked up. I'm just going to be honest with our listeners. Like, we're trying to keep it consistent, but I don't know. I will put out a tweet in the morning, probably around the same time. Going to do the afternoon thing tomorrow. We will see. Uh, there's also a chance for rain, so maybe we do it midday. I do apologize for that, but I do appreciate everybody joining us right here again in the call in app. Big Country, Matt and I will be back tomorrow uh, doing the show. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end it. Roper Kia, if you go in there and mention us here at Mike Up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. And once again, we appreciate you guys joining us today.